What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Goat Heads Podcast live from my bedroom. Um, Antonio, it's been a long time since we've uh, been able to say this, but uh, how are you doing since our second vacation? <laughs> doing pretty good. It's uh, It's been a little bit. We've got school going on. Obviously, you shattered your tibia in juco tryouts so (laughs) yeah yeah life comes at you fast i mean that happened yesterday we've been off for a few (laughs) weeks but yeah uh fractured the leg at a tryouts last night took a nice slap shot under the shin pad and it took my shin with it so i'll be bedridden and uh ready to watch all of the sabers preseason yeah uh so i'm guessing you caught the game tonight against the blue jackets no i didn't i was busy Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not th- not yeah. Tonight was not a game to watch. We obviously drop it four one. Um, lone goal from Prisky. Yeah, right. That feels right. Yeah, Chase yeah. Prisky. Chase Prisky scores lone goal. Um, it's preseason. Let's not read into anything. Uh, Eric Comrie didn't play too good, putting up at eight seventy. He actually had Same a good percentage. first period, I would say, even though we were down two nothing. I mean, like he was behind like a very bad defense per se. He kind of kept us in it. It could have we had two shots in the first period, and I think they had thirteen. Yeah. So that's just not acceptable. I mean, I understand it's preseason, but like So you did watch the bad. game. Yeah. Okay, one of us cares. Yeah. But that's all you need. Mm-hmm. But it was it was kind of a hard game to watch. Second period, Sabers came to life, no doubt about it. They were in their zone, putting a lot of pressure on. Um, but then third period came, and I believe, yeah, they scored to make it three one, and then they got a shorthanded goal, and that kind of killed everything. So tough game tonight. There was no really standouts in my opinion. It kind of just felt like a. Eh, How did games look? I wasn't like. I was doing homework while the game was on, and, like, I'm not saying he was invincible by any means, but, like, I didn't notice him much. But when I did, he was – he put a – he did had one play on the – along the boards on the left side going and putting some pressure on, which was a little impressive. But other than that, I mean, nothing, like, blowing my mind. But he was that, even plus minus, so, it, I mean, yeah. it's not a – it doesn't mean anything, but he didn't get scored on a lot tonight, so – yeah, it's always positive. Um, yeah, and then obviously we haven't recorded in almost a month, so there were also two other preseason games, as long as as well as a bunch of other activities. But um, yeah, we were two and zero going in tonight. Um, last game against the Flyers, two one win Biro versus the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, that second That'll goal a- was it? Biro. It looked like it was Tucks. Looked like Tuck tipped it. I didn't really get like a replay. They gave it to was, Bureau. They did. I was pretty convinced. Byron Bureau. his name, but yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah, he he was impressive that game. I think he played tonight too. I don't I'm not 100% on that, but I didn't notice much tonight. But yeah, that Philly game was was an alright game. I mean, Sabres played well. I mean, it's just the Flyers had nobody. So I kind of thought the Sabres would take that one away playing a lot of Roster players along with high-end prospects, but 2-1 win, we, can't complain. We have not recorded since the Tortorella-era meme. That Did you oh. see that? The guy <laughs> just sprawled out on the ice. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. I, I'm excited. For, I want to see what the, happens with the Flyers. I um, I stumbled across like a, their own version of Embedded, 
and oh, cool. well, I, it, I might have to watch those tonight. I it popped great. up on my YouTube and it was actually maybe it was Twitter, but it was it was pretty interesting. I'm not gonna lie. I I it's like a there's a lot funny. of fun storylines like that aren't like oh they're a good team. It's like we have Arizona playing at a college. We have the Philadelphia Flyers with ten million ten million dollars and Rasmus Dali or Rasmus Ristolainen and uh, the racist guy Tony D'Angelo, <laughs> and it's just going to be fun. We got Vegas with Phil K- American duo Phil Kessel and Jack Eichel, who scored a goal, scored opening goal for Vegas. There was a picture. It was a picture of Kessel wearing number eight. Vegas' Twitter tweeted this, and Brandon Brisson. Well, I'm getting the Cobes. Brandon Brisson, and he's number twenty-four, and it was a picture of them together. It said the Kobe connection. I oh just thought that God. was. Did Vegas's Twitter pretty funny? That? Yes. Vegas's official Twitter tweeted that. Yeah. It, I don't it was, know if <laughs> I hate that or absolutely love that, but oh my god, <laughs> it was yeah, it was pretty funny. A lot of fun teams to watch this year. I think the I'm excited. I'm so excited for hockey to come back. I would. Oh I yeah, definitely. Great to have the preseason. Uh, it's great to see names you know score, and it's fun. It's fun when hockey's back. When does the season start? October thirteenth. Yeah, so those are my right. those are my two guesses. <laughs> Alright, yeah, not bad. What 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 day does the season start? Said two people on a <laughs> hockey podcast. Yeah. Well, I know I don't think the Sabres play opening night. I think I don't play, think they play the second no, night. So. I remember looking a little bit back. Tickets are I pricey. I can I was, imagine. I was planning on going, but I can't anymore, so. Yeah, you are broken. But, um. uh, And then uh, we want to talk about the uh, Montreal game. Was it Montreal or was it? Uh, Montreal, uh, fucking Washington. My bad. Yeah, I'm on heavy narcotic, guys. You got (laughs) to put this in slack. Yeah, um, I didn't catch too much. It was during the Bills game, so I. I had it on my laptop. I started. Yeah, bad timing. No one watched it. I couldn't find a link, and I finally got one. Um, but yeah, I tuned in the second. I think was it Kozak? Kozak had a goal. Kozak had a goal. Quinn had a goal. Cousins had a goal. Cousins had a great had goal. The game winner. Dude, shout out to Larry Pilot, dude. I want Lawrence him to make Pilot this. Looks great. I, think I want him to make team. this opening. See, here's the debate with that. It's. Um, Bryson and obviously just got resigned, and then along with Fitzgerald, they're not waiver eligible. So, like, if we put them, send them down to Rochester, either one of them, they can get claimed. But the odds of them getting claimed, Bryson and Fitzgerald. So, if Pilot were to make the team, one of those two guys got to go down, probably Fitzgerald. So, uh, I really like Lawrence Pilot played on the power play that game, and the highlights mm-hmm. I saw the power play was passing. Paterka, Quinn, and Cousins looked great. At forward and pilot was uh, QBing that he 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 got the game winning assist on Henestrosa and Henestrosa just had to put a stick there. But uh, Jack Quinn tying the game up with the uh, goalie pulled on a six on four, and Donnie Granado had a quote that I like after the game. He said, uh, "When talking about Jack Quinn, he called him clutch. He's a clutch player. He's one of those players that when games are on the line." and the pressure mounts, he embraces that. He wants the puck on his stick. That is, uh, that's good to hear from a coach and definitely a good merit to have if you're Jack Quinn. And uh, 
yeah, tying the game up with 50 seconds left and then to win. It's preseason, so it's not like you don't get any points in the preseason. Uh, if I was uh, owner of the league, I'd make that a thing. But, yeah, still fun games to watch, especially when all the guys you want to play good are playing good. Well, if I was owner of the league, a.k.a. Gary Batman, I, I would um not have six preseason games. I would have maybe three, if that. Just risk of injuries, not worth it. It's They're not very exciting games, and it's just like just bring the season on. I'd rather a lot more uh, prospect stuff going on, <clears throat> like development camp, which we're going to get into. Like if the that NBA would drag down a little longer. Yeah. G League, yeah. Just some stuff with the younger guys. Yeah, but obviously they got to get to their respected teams around the world. So, yeah. Mm. And, yeah, we already sent back, like, Lindgren, uh, who I want to talk about soon. And then also uh, that Russian defenseman, Komarov, I believe his name is. Big kid. Yeah, giant. And it was someone else. But, yep, they're starting to send him back. I guarantee there'll be some more in the morning. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's preseason, but I, yeah, like you said, definitely excited for this season to get going. There's a a lot of guys with a lot of chips on their shoulder this season, high expectations. I'm really excited. I'm, uh, I'm almost more excited for them than the bills. And I know saying that is almost worse than a lot of other things you could say. A lot of other things I could say on, my, <laughs> on a live podcast, so I won't name it. But uh, yeah, did you you watch the Bills game on Sunday? Obviously, yeah. Do you want yeah. to talk about that? We could talk about that because we could talk about the Buffalo Bills. Because if you're listening to the show and you you're you're a Bills fan, and if you're yeah. not, you're just you're lying to yourself. The Bills are awesome. Josh Allen Josh is the Allen greatest is quarterback awesome. to ever step on a football field. So, so already get to watch him play in our city. Like it's just it's so it's so surreal. It feels like feels too good to be true. I don't yeah, know. Like you see him like talking like superstars. Like in the off season, he's like he's getting like pictures from uh, TMZ. Him and his girlfriend like at a bar, and it was like a huge deal. And it's just weird. We got like a super. We got a rock star. Just yeah, a rock from the pocket. So and he, he's a real nice kid, and he's also just an absolute animal on the field. He's hilarious. He's so oh, yeah. Funny. All the clips that the Bills Twitter's his, posting. Him mic'd up quoting Step Brothers uh, a few years ago. He's just – he's awesome. He's everything you want, and he's leading our team. But Sunday, we go into Miami. It's hot as hell, and their stadium is built where the away team is just getting cooked by the Miami Sun. So we, we lost a lot of guys to heat exhaustion. We lost – was it Tommy, Sweet, uh, Tommy Doyle immediately for heat illness? You want to say you're right, but I think it was someone else. I think Tommy Doyle hurt something in his leg. I think he's out for the season, but there was someone with a heat illness, which is just bizarre. And um, multiple offensive linemen that game. Not to mention that Micah Hyde is out for the year. Horrible situation. Dane Jackson didn't play. It it was a it was a game that really tested. um, Because you're going to deal with injury. It was obvious. The, the Bills are not going undefeated. Like I'm glad we're not undefeated. I have a weird thing. I don't like getting hundreds on tests because it feels I don't know. I'd rather get like a 98. <laughs> I'd rather go like 15 and two, like than undefeated. Just, it just feels better. But it's like 
this same thing happened last year. I would say it was the Patriots in the wind game or even Tennessee. Or the Jacksonville game where we I wouldn't even count that. I'm not comparing to that because – thing that happened – Every, that was I think awful. There's a fluke game for every team every year. It's, that's fine. I think there's going to be a fluke game. There's going to be a heartbreaker. I don't. I would count Miami. Last night was more equivalent. Sunday was a heartbreaker because I would we equivalent that, that to the Tennessee game when Allen slipped on the one. That was just heartbreaking. And then there was that uh, New England game with the win game where it was just unfortunate. So yeah, it's and it's going to happen. Threw the ball. Allen could still yeah. throw the ball. He is him. He is yeah, he was the best player in that game against Miami and they just couldn't they couldn't they couldn't get it done. And it's week three. We're two and one and next <clears> three <throat> out of our four games, I believe. Let me check the schedule because I three out of the, our next four games are not gimme wins. We play the Ravens, the Chiefs, and who else do we play? We I play someone else Steelers. that's not a gimme win. Steelers Maybe always give us a hard a hard time. We lost last year to them week one, but they're a very different team. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just back to that Bills game. Oh, okay. I, I could, I I'm it. not too worried. Ravens, Steelers, Chiefs, Green Bay. Those are the four, four. games. Yeah, th- those are the four toughest games of our schedule because then we play the Jets twice, Miami again. We play Detroit. We pl- we play some teams we should beat. We play uh, Cincinnati. That'll be a tough game, but I, I I think we're better than Cincinnati. I think we're gonna kill Cincinnati. They don't have an O line. We have Von I, Miller. I mean, what are we sit? We we were talking about at your house last week. If we want a lot of money gambling, we were gonna put it on the Dolphins game. Yeah, we were gonna put it <laughs> on money line. Well, well, minus five and a half. I thought that was easy. Again, I I was not I didn't want to touch that game. I, honestly, it was just such a. What I wanted to touch was Kansas City minus five against the Colts, and they lost. So good call. On either that, way, Tony. either way. Tony's locks of the week: Bills <laughs> minus five, Chiefs minus five. Yeah, so, let's ride. Yeah, so I, I just want to let's stop talking about the Bills. Just one last thing: the Bills are fun to talk about, though. They're like, so <laughs> fun. Yeah, it's it's so hard not to. Like Sabres, we're dealing with preseason, and like it's just this, we're just like on this last step until shit finally gets going, and then Sabres were dealing with still a long term rebuild, and the Bills yeah. are just the best team in football. So like, yeah. But Billy just last Buffalo's note, podcast. Last note, I'm very happy Dane Jackson is practicing already. The fact he was taken off into an ambulance and is now practicing. And could have been paralyzed is fantastic news. Same goes for Micah Hyde. Well, not the same, but he's fine. Not fine, but he will be back. He's not ruined. It's a very serious injury. There was a interview or just post game with Deion Dawkins who was saying like, "This is real life. Like it could have been an inch more this way or an inch more that way, and he's never walking again. Like this is yeah. real. Like this is a brotherhood, and I'm seeing my guy, like possibly." He like he has a wife. He's gonna have a kid. Like this is real life, and it's just and Micah Hyde's like the core of that defense. So the NFL is an entertainment business, just how any sport says. We watch the games <clears throat> because we want to see people at the highest level compete. And sometimes, as people who don't have good morals, see someone get hurt, and they don't like understand it. They want them to come back as soon as they can. They want to rush it, but with with stuff with the neck and the head. Doesn't 
one inch away, or the tibia for that matter, <laughs> one one inch the other way, one inch that way, you're paralyzed and you can't speak to your family, and it's just because you were entertain entertaining thousands of people. So really? uh, definitely, yeah, millions. Definitely good for Dane Jackson to practice, but if he needs a few weeks off, I'm not going to rush him in. We're it's week three, four. It is well. We didn't play week four yet. It's week four. <laughs> yeah. Well, my last final note, notes. We got to the... talk about Ken. Dor- we got to talk about Ken Dorsey. <laughs> that was. I I love it. I yeah. I. It's not embarrassing. I mean, for him, probably embarrassing. I mean, you lost your cool, and he looked a little kind of awkward doing it. It was just like. Yeah. It was. It's. It's just. It's funny looking at now, but like in the moment, I was. I was happy. Like you should be pissed. Alan had a quote yeah. today. I think at practice, it was like. Uh, show or uh, don't care about winning. I'll show you a loser. Something along those lines. It was I, I saw that. Yeah, that was great. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the players will love to see. You don't want to have a coach or a coordinator who's just calling plays and doesn't is not bought into winning. Like, no one is questioning if Ken Dorsey wants to win. Does Ken Dorsey want to win? He just broke a tablet upstairs because we lost week three against Miami. Which was a heartbreaker because you're everyone's watching that clock tick down, and me and I'm and I'm sure including you were like spike it, spike it, spike it. Just wanted to get the and the seconds ticked away, and we have that beautiful picture of Josh Allen cuddling to a Tonga Vailoa. You see that? That's great. Yeah. When that came on the TV, it was so it was just so funny. Oh, we're missing a huge point right now. Tua shouldn't have been on the field to hug Josh Allen because Tua should have been in fucking concussion protocol. Unless did he you see him? Everything. I don't believe it. No They're matter what, back. No matter what, someone gets up like that and they don't know what's going on. They can't walk. They should can... not be on. They should be immediately taken out of the game. Like I'm not. I don't care. I think we would have lost that game regardless because Teddy Bridgewater is not that bad, and they did, and Dolphins did barely anything on offense that second half. So I don't really care about that. It's more of he's also human. He's not my quarterback, so I'm not like diehard for him. But if I'm a Miami fan, I'm gonna be like concerned that he's playing still. Like I saw him out there. I'm like, there's no way. There is absolutely no way he's out there. Right? And now they're being questioned by a uh... NFLPA. Yeah. yeah, here's my take on it. Um. They're calling it a back injury. You can hit nerves in your back, and your back will tell your brain, don't stand up, don't move. And if you get up to move, your legs don't work, and you you get wobbly and you fall. But everyone saw Tua hit the back of his head on the turf. Everyone saw the whiplash of him just snapping his head back. And if Miami takes Tua into the locker room, and they're not checking him how they should be for a concussion – and the PA, the Players Association, finds anything on that. Miami's risking a lot back. for their franchise quarterback. And if they didn't do any, and if they did do everything they did and did it correctly, and he was cleared to go in, fine. I'm not mad because we lost, and I don't think their star quarterback should play. If he can play, that's great. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of Miami in the next coming days about this. Yeah, we should definitely. He's stop still questionable. <laughs> we should we should stop talking about football. Yeah, we're we're a Sabers podcast. We gotta get back to it. <laughs> but final notes, heartbreaker. <laughs> we'll be back. We had a JV team out there. I'm not worried. We lose. Every team has to lose. There's. 
what's the last team to go undefeated? Was it the Dolphins back in the nineties? Patriots. Or? No, Patriots went undefeated in the helmet catch. The helmet catch Super Bowl. All right, I don't know. Okay. Eli Manning. Yeah. Eli Manning, Patriot killer. Eli yeah. Manning's a great sports personality. Lat- about this isn't football. It is okay. football. It's sports. Did you see the Penn We're State thing? Yeah, Chad Penn- Powers. They're yeah. doing a whole show with Eli. Really? Yeah, it's called uh, like Eli Travels, and they're doing a show with PK Subban. Full circle, brought it back to hockey. There you uh, go. We'll talk about it. Subban, Chara, Yandel, all retire a few weeks ago. Don't remember the date. Um, yeah, but three big defensemen who uh, have played a good chunk of time in the NHL, all retiring. Zdeno Chara, obviously Dude, backbone the- of the Boston Bruins, drafted by Islanders, went back to the Islanders, hangs them up. How are you yeah, feeling about le- that? The league without Zdeno Chara is going to be weird. It was yeah, weird right. when he wasn't on Boston because my whole life he's basically been on Boston that I could remember. And, like, when he went to the Islanders, it just didn't feel right at all, even though I know that's where he was drafted. But, um, yeah, that's it. he's he's definitely left his mark in the NHL. Like, he's he's great, phenomenal player, Hall of Fame, maybe. I don't know. He's won the Cups. He'll, oh, he'll be a Hall of Famer. And then PK Subban's like, that's a different, that's a different um, conversation. It's more we, of like a personality he's built. We used to talk about PK Subban coming to the Sabers this off season. I did not see him retiring at all. To be honest, yeah, but now, but now that he has, I understand why. He, his play has obviously rapidly fallen. I, he's not horrible by any means, but he's not yeah. his prime. That's very if evident. If your body is telling you, hey, you can't do this anymore, um, don't play anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't have – I. no one wants to see anyone get hurt. And uh, P.K. Subban has built himself into the personality you're talking about, and he's getting rewarded for it. And I'll be very excited to see what he does for the NHL content-wise. Yeah, I, I, I will guarantee that P.K. Subban will make much more money not in the NHL than in the NHL with the personality oh, yeah. and biz, like his own brand he's built. He, like He's recognized everywhere. Remember that uh, he had a commercial with Chance the Rapper? It was like, yeah. let's do that hot. Was that Saturday Night Live? Saturday Night Live, yeah. So, yeah Wait, no, like, no, no, no. P.K. Subban wasn't in that skit. Am I just completely off right now? Chance the Rapper did a skit for Saturday Night Live where he couldn't pronounce... Uh, uh, I can't even pronounce it. The guy on the Rangers, S K E J. Oh, Brady Shea. Okay, yeah. yeah, Shea. I think um, he's on Carolina now. Yeah, he he just couldn't pronounce it, and then I don't know if PK and him did a commercial after, but let's do that hockey. Yeah, let's do that hockey. Classic, classic line, classic. Yeah. Um. Like I said, PK Subban. He's got a, I think he's definitely getting the broadcasting gig. You see it in the NFL. If you played in the league and you got good looks and you can talk, you're going to get a job in broadcasting because I think they make more money than players do. So maybe, that's maybe. crazy. I know that NFL, I, there was, I think it got leaked of what, what Brady would have received if he retired and football. went on. Yeah. Back, back to football. To football. <laughs> what Brady would have received if he went to broadcasting, and it's just such a disgusting amount of money to the point where you don't it, – it's just not real anymore. So, yeah, that's just crazy. P.K. Subban, hell of a career. 
Char, hell of a career. Keith Yandel didn't even talk about. He almost had a thousand games until well, who was it? He got scratched in Philly. Mm. Like he was eight games away, and they scratched him to play a college defenseman. And then they played him like the next game, a couple more, and then that, that was the season. I <laughs> they did him so dirty. Like they, they were the worst team in the league. I don't know. But yeah, Philly's a interesting team and definitely makes questionable decisions. Yeah, that will be fun to watch. But um like signing the guy who made Brad Marshand a national hero. <laughs> like Trading no one, for first. They didn't yeah. just sign him. They they gave some capital up for him. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. Same with Ristolainen. You lose a prospect and a first-round pick for Rasmus Ristolainen. I could not believe that trade when I saw it. I think we got a first, a third, and Robert Hag. So, Robert Hag turned into a six. So, we got a first, third, and five points, maybe, from Hag. Well, I, oh. pro- I didn't mean to say prospect. I meant to say just like a... A body. Yeah. He's a body. Wait, that's, it's a second. Oh god, we have Philly's second round pick this coming season. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. And this is a very deep draft, so that's cool. Um, and then Thanks, obviously Philly. Isaac Rosen was a Roseanne. Rose, there's Rosine. like yeah, there's like a way to pronounce his full name that I just it's gonna take some time. Isaac, if that. you're watching and we know you might be, uh, come on the show. Tell us how to say your name and tell us other <laughs> silly stuff you got. We're all ears. Yeah. But he might want to start uh, stop listening towards the end of this episode when we get into some hot sabers news or rumors. And he's involved in not being a part of the sabers anymore. If this my... rumor is true, I I wanted to save it till the end. But do we just get into it? This is what the title's of episode's going to be like. This is what the people are waiting for. Jason. Is... Okay. I don't know if we should reveal it yet. They they definitely have no idea. The I I don't know. I'm ner- yeah, uh, Jason Robertson, exactly. No, uh, never on my radar. He was on mine. I it was well, a yeah. thought. Though. It was always a thought because I looked at Dallas's cap situation. First of all, Jason Robertson. He's got two years in the show. Last year he had. Uh, I don't know. I know he has a hundred. 26 games played or 128 and he's got like five less points than games played and he's 23 years old the he has Sabres a combined over robertson is a playoff team yes if if given if we trade pieces that don't destroy like how old you say robertson was i think robertson 23 and samuelson are 22 quinn krebs and cousins are 21 jj paterka is 20 Owen Power is 19. Matthew Savoy is 18. What? That is that is five forwards and four D I just named. That is more than half of your team. And you're going to add Robertson in that? It's if not. you don't trade one of those guys. I mean, I'm, this is all did hypothetical. You, yeah, did you listen to the after the whistle today? No, I've been. I've been getting into them again. I I love Andy Peters and Craig Ravey. They've got some horrible takes sometimes, but they're they're it, great. It's always I, fun to listen to. I, no matter I what your opinion takes, is, yeah, it's fine. They're it's a great listen regardless. Their arguments are fantastic. Like it's just comical. And when they argue about like little petty shit, it's so funny. And it's really cool to hear their perspective on a lot of things. Like they've been 
here. They've played in this league. They've experienced a whole nother time period of compared to what the players are experiencing now. But they um, lived the city. They they played with some good Sabres teams. They played with other teams that were good, and they they have connections to bring on guys and tell stories. And it's it's a great podcast. And if any of our listeners are looking for something else, they want to move on from us <laughs> after the I, whistle. Yeah, I, they they just hit. I think they announced they had over a million downloads. So good, good for them. them. They've been doing it just under a year, I think. So. Yeah, I'm happy for them. I've been listening to them for a while. I liked them when they were on uh, Sabres Network, and I'm glad they're off the Sabres Network because, one, Marty and Duffer do a great job being like a PG type of presence, and then you've got Rated R, <laughs> uh, Andy Peters and Craig Reveille, which is everyone needs a little of that to hear some of that. You can't just listen to Marty and Duffer all the time and – yeah, they get to. They feel like watching, uh, like the Disney Channel sometimes. Yeah, like they ask it, such like it, silly questions because they're on oh, a network. They're on TV. Like, it was like yeah. when we were at fan. We went to Fan Fest and uh, they did a panel with four sabers. They had Dolan, Subban, Cousins, and uh, Skinner on the. We podium. could off the Jason Robertson thing, by the way, but keep going. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a podcast. Nobody, no, <laughs> it's it's flows. It ebbs and flows. But uh, they had him on, and the first question this this woman sputtered was blue cheese or ranch. I am so I get glad it. I'm I sick of why, that. I get why we do it. I understand the whole chicken wing thing and how it's the only, only thing Buffalo has except for the Bills right now. But could we just not – could we just stop asking professional athletes if they use blue cheese or ranch? Have you ever eaten blue cheese in any other city or state? No, it's never I, good. I mean, I've never it's been in a situation never... where that's a, a rose. Exactly, it's not tolerable. Their blue cheese is awful. Like it's like the, like the just name brand dressing. It's not like the, like for example, the greatest condiment of all time, Rudy's blue cheese, yep. is phenomenal. It's life changing. Like, yep. and if you, and another good one's Marie's. Marie's. I got Marie's in my fridge. I didn't uh, say I, all that to be a blue cheese hater. I love blue yeah, cheese. I know. Hate the hate the hate what it's become. <laughs> it's it's ruined, and it, it goes along with how annoying Bills fans are on Twitter and stuff. I don't know if I mentioned this like last week's episode, but last Walt, week, or last last <laughs> we episode. episode last week. But Walt Walt had a great tweet. It was like. Bills fans on Twitter, hey, hashtag Bills Mafia, please follow me, hashtag Wings, hashtag Buffalo, like all this stuff. It's <laughs> it was, so bad. And then there was like Sabres Twitter, if JJ Paterka doesn't make the opening night roster, I'll like do something horrible. I don't remember what he said exactly, but it's just, it's funny. Sabres Twitter is a great place to be, and Bills Twitter is kind of just ruining Twitter it. Twitter is so, like, it's like mainstream. It feels like going on Facebook. It's like- yeah, it's... They're like, there's this thing with Bills like fans. Bills like, influencers. It's yes, weird. It's everyone's so trying weird. to be an inf- Look at us talking right now, but <laughs> everyone's trying to be. It's so like, fucking weird. You're getting on your. What are you doing? I don't know. I don't Go know. Go podcast. Yeah. I don't know. Just called out a whole fan base in our <laughs> same city. No, we love the Bills, uh, big Bills fans, but the Bills Mafia started off as like, we're a drought team and we. Are just a group of guys who like the Bills and girls. Girls like football too, <laughs> believe it or not. 
We're we're gals and guys who love the Bills. <laughs> and then uh and then uh we go ten years into the future and it's just everyone's personality. Like when football season's on, we're just horrible people, but then Bills come and we're all blue cheese wing lovers who jump through tables and booze. That's all that's all we do. Jason Robertson. Oh yeah, do you think Jason Robertson would be a flat wing guy or a or a drum guy? <laughs> definitely, definitely flats. He's a flat guy. That's yeah. that's what I was thinking. But yeah, um, I didn't listen to After the Whistle. That's how we got down this rabbit hole. So explain to me what they said about Jason Robertson. I was doing I once again I was doing homework while listening to it, so I wasn't like, but I did like try paying a little more attention during it. But it was, it was almost like they got like a. I would. I, I'm going to take a guess here. They got a text from Elliot. We're the guys you talk to who overheard something. If like you want to know something vaguely, we'll tell you. Yeah. I was listening to it. I wasn't really paying attention, but I, I kind of got it. No, because look, they tweet this. They tweeted this morning, which started this entire thing. It was the Sabers have. I, I need to find the exact quote. But in their podcast, they like one took them like almost the entire episode to get to it. Like. It almost felt like they weren't going to talk about it until it accidentally got brought up. Not accidentally, but like it wasn't. I don't know how to explain it, but it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen just because I no one else has said anything like no other like Elliot Friedman hasn't said anything. Um, Any other insider? There's no Kevin Weeks tweet. Like it's it's kind of sad, but um, here we've Before heard the Buffalo dream. Sabers have inquired about Jason Robertson from Dallas. That I inquired doesn't mean much. Like yeah, you could just give a team a call. Yeah, but they basically said they got an insider guy saying, "Hey, Buffalo Sabers, Jason Robertson." Like that was the thing, and they're like, "Oh, that and would be nuts." So. And they mentioned something that kind of had me thinking. Maybe it sparked with like the Ben Bishop trade. Maybe like, com- like talks kind of like maybe slowly started there when we took on his contract. And we're like, hey, that need this Jason guy Robinson who just get off your hands. Yeah, we'll take <laughs> yeah, him. That, that, that one guy you can't pay because you have six million in cap space right now, and he is who definitely getting one said that guy is going to get paid when he scored a hat trick. <laughs> so we can pay him. So if you want, I mean, okay, now we got to get into score. Ex- exactly. We should have 41 last had season, 41. So you had... Man, you had a 40 goal score. Keep Skinner and Thompson intact. Who, uh, did they build trades in the podcast? He's six like three, he two hundred really? pounds. I did not know this. Holy cow! He's not tiny by any means. Oh, I didn't think he was tiny, but I didn't know he was six NHL three, career. That's a one hundred twenty-eight games played, fifty-eight goals, sixty-seven points, hundred twenty-sixty-seven, uh, sixty-seven assists, hundred twenty-five total points. He has three. He's three points away from being a point per game as a 23-year-old. Yeah. Um, With two seasons under his belt. I think 
I think we've drafted so many prospects in these last few drafts where we can give up some draft capital. I don't know if you agree, but I feel like we have so much young talent right now. It's just pouring out of our pockets. Like, like so I n- listed uh, nine guys earlier, and I didn't list another 10 who I could have listed. You got Coolidge, you got uh, Oslin, you, you have all these names. Make a trade, make a splash. Jason Robertson is a splash, and that is Here's- instant. Here's the thing. Instant this help. isn't like Jack Eichel where you're giving roster player, a prospect. What did we even get? A pick. Krebs, Tuck, pick, pick. Yeah. Pick. This is a four, a guy coming off a 40-goal season who is not injured and not hated by his entire team, or not team, but like management. How could like, you hate is, him? Yeah, Team probably like, loves him. They don't want to see him go. Like this, he's gonna cost a lot, and so you got to be yeah. realistic with like a trade offer. So then the first thing that comes to mind is okay, is it Quinn or Paterka? And we got in the same conversation when Matthew Kachuk was on the table a few months back before he we went to Florida. We made an entire Wonder. podcast the night he got traded, and then posted it the next morning, hoping for the best. But <laughs> <laughs> was that our last episode? No, no, no. What? Maybe. I don't think so. Did no, last episode was for Tage. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Tage. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, that guy. um, honestly, if you're asking me, Quinn or Paterka right now for Robertson, I say Paterka. Because I think here, Quinn's this is a where player. I disagree. I think Quinn, because you're getting a Quinn. Quinn's more of like, or Robertson is more of like what you're hoping Quinn becomes 40 goals. No, Robertson's a big body, though. So is Paterka. Paterka's a big kid. Yeah, I did not know that till I shook his hand at FanFest, and he was a lot Got taller. Got credit me. card signed by him. Yes. I, is it show, – show, do you have that on you? You got to show I, the I do not have it with me, but <laughs> I went to FanFest, and I just wasn't planning on getting anything signed. And then I just – Zach had the Sharpie with him, and I was like, you know what? The only thing you I have on these Sabres, Paterka, you're gonna ask the guy. I mean, I got him and player. Quinn to sign my Buffalo Sabres discover discover card. So that's that's yeah. actually really cool. I just thought it was funny. Paterka called me effing wild. That. Oh yeah, I should definitely cancel that card and just put it away somewhere. But the Buck it's... Wild effing wild <laughs> podcast. The other day, I the other day I used that card, and this lady's like, "Is this like?" Sabres players, I was like, yeah. And then that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it actually is. Yeah, yeah. But um, talk. Yeah, yeah, JJ Jason Paterka Robertson. Big ass kid. Be, yeah, I, I would give Paterka for Robertson, but I, I honestly don't see this. If there's no one else talking about it, which I didn't know because I've been dealing with some personal issues. <laughs> So cut me some slack, Goatheads Pod family, Mafia. Um, but if there's no one else talking about it, I just don't see it something we're doing because we have such a full roster right now, unless we're getting rid of two names who we're supposed to be playing. Yeah, so when I was thinking of realistic trades earlier, I think Quinn is in it regardless, if not Quinn Paterka, but I think it's more likely going to be Quinn. 
just because they kind of have like the same skill set, I guess you could say. Just scoring touch, more focus, just goal scorers. And then if you're adding on to that, you need a roster player. And I was thinking Olafson, but I don't I don't I know about that. I think it's gonna be more of like a it's gonna be more of a middle stat or Someone with a little upside. Yeah, young guy with upside. Like middle stats two and a half million. I don't know. I I I was thinking even Rasmus Asplund out of nowhere, but like that would make sense for them. You think we could swindle them for just picks? Because they don't have cap, so why would they want to bring in guys who they'd have to pay eventually? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because they got to pay Rupe Hints too. He's due yeah. next year after the season, and you love Rupe he, Hints. I do love Rupe Hints, and if he gets if he does crazy this year, which he's going to do, he's going to be looking at a ten million dollar a year contract. So that's just crazy. Oh yeah, and uh, speaking of just Matt. ten million. Contracts, uh, huh? Are you about to say Nathan McKinnon? <laughs> I not no. I was gonna say that the cap space is projected to go up ten million dollars in twenty twenty five, twenty four, twenty five. I think the team gave or the league gave teams like a projection for the next couple of years, and it's what makes me. Uh, I think everyone should sign their guys now. Like, if the cap space is going up ten million, yes, buy the dip, buy. Buy bitcoins. <laughs> no, buy. No, you gotta, you gotta sign guys now uh, before this cap starts going up five million a year or like three million because these guys are gonna be asking for that money. So I think that Tage contract looks better, even though he hasn't played an NHL game since. But it just looks a lot better knowing that we're aiming for ten million dollars more in the space in the next three to four years. Mm-hmm. How's the cap floor getting adjusted? I think we'll be fine by then. We got to pay power, Darlene, Quinn. No, but is it going up ten or is, what is it going up? I I didn't notice that part. I'm not sure, but I'd assume yeah, it's going to go up. Follow the percentage. Well, that is exciting because we have so much cap now, and then we're just gonna it's gonna be all gone. Yeah, I mean, we got guys to sign in, a lot of young guys. <laughs> But we also got guys coming off soon. I mean, all we have is Ocposo really making six. And then other than that, it's Skinner's making nine for what? Four more years? Five? Oh, what a terrible contract. We but it's like, Skinner. it's. Yeah. Remember that Get it done. Get it done. Or got it. What was, uh, The post was, the caption was something like. Because that whole summer, everyone was just like, sign Skinner, sign Skinner, sign Skinner. Okay, we did it. And everyone was like, wait. <laughs> wait, wait! Don't no, do everyone that. was kind of like fine with it until the, the they didn't play with Jack Eichel. <laughs> That's just Ralph Kruger. If uh, I'm not getting into a Ralph Kruger loophole, we've been enough. Um, you just said the word Kyle Poso, and that reminded me of the word captain because the Sabers will have a captain this year, and I think it is Kyle Poso. It's going to be Zemgus Gergensen's. Really? I'm just kidding. It's going to be Kyle Poso. There's no doubt about that. If you didn't see the embedded video, which I kind of want to talk about quick, but He's they called Kyle Poso after they signed Comrie Lu- and Labushkin, like immediately. They're like, hey, Oki, it's Kevin. We got it done. Just letting you know. Awesome. Like, that's so yeah. obvious that that's going to be your captain. And 
if that is such a nice guy, such a family guy. Have you (laughs) (laughs) have you seen the spin chicklets uh, sandbagger? Do you know what that is? No, did Kyle Coso get one? Him and Matt Molson and Clarence. It really, was I gotta watch that. I'll watch that right after this. I actually knew it was gonna happen because uh, my roommate has a buddy who works at that golf course. Oh, I forgot to name the course, but he's like, "Yeah, uh, Matt Molson and Cockpost are here with Biz and Wit." Just that is so course. cool. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to watch that. I bet it's, did you it's watch a great it hour. Yeah, it's, it's, I love the sandbaggers. The sandbaggers are great when they had Cockpost was. Akposo had a trucker mouth for some of that. It kind of caught me off guard because really? he's seen as like this like dad. Hit. <laughs> Not to ruin it for you, but Akposo's kid and uh, Molson's kid, they played a par three against uh, them for a hole just to be funny. Really? <laughs> it, it, it was. It's a great video. I love that yeah, I'm series. Definitely, I'm definitely going to watch that tonight. The Sandbaggers are great. They do great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a great team who does that. Shout out to yeah. Chicklets. Yeah, we're but, a very generous podcast with our plugs. So, yeah, when are we gonna get some in return? Like, what is going <laughs> on? What do we have to do? But yeah, back to Akposo. Obviously, being the captain with the captain comes co-captains, and I think Darlene? it's gonna Darlene and Tuck are pretty much guaranteed. And I don't think they're gonna strip Gergensen's F one. But at the same time, can you have three assistant captains if you don't have a if you have a captain? In NHL, you can't. But I think. I don't think you can do a three assistant. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't give one to Tuck. I really don't. What has Tuck done? I mean, besides get everyone like he's a great guy. I didn't mean to say what has Tuck done. Like he hasn't done anything. But like, uh, give it to the homegrown Zegmas Kirkinsons who's been here a hundred years, and give it to your superstar defenseman who's out of his shell. Darlene, Darlene's goal. Oh my. God, did you see his goal in the scrimmage <laughs> against Jeff Skinner? Yeah, he. Yeah. Oh my God, dude! That's what he I'm talking about. Skinner. Oh my God! Like, I'm so this excited is, for this. This season. is the year of Rasmus Dahlin, and we both know it. We, you've been oh saying it longer God. than I have. This I like... used to. People, my cousin, my cousin was, uh, he he would get mad at Rasmus Dahlin when he would like, cause he made mistakes and he didn't, he was, it was just upsetting cause everything sucked. And then when your superstar, number one, overall defenseman is not doing at all. Okay. Then it, it just, it's all, everything just comes out at once, but it's not yeah. all meant to be at him. Like if well, you're just we really mad the devil's game, remember we were at the devil's game and Dahlin ripped one from his own zone and just missed the crossbar for icing with the empty net. Stupid play, like dumb kid play, and like cost. I honestly the game. don't remember this at all. I remember it was the game we went to uh, against Devils, where Tuck's first game. Mm-hmm. We were down. Ethan Prow scored. We were down one. I know. I, I remember the game. I still remember this last part. Dolan zips one from his own end all the way down the ice. Doesn't hit anything, and it's an icing with like thirty seconds left, and we lose. But not his fault. But yeah, Dallin's getting a lot of was getting a lot of um, unnecessary hate from people who not unnecessary. Even, not, he, well, he was bad some games. He deserved to be criticized. That's it's the NHL. If you're in the NHL, to be criticized by who? If it, <laughs> the fat by, guys by fucking morons sitting at home, like who can't yes. skate. Yes, like I I don't think that's fair, and I'm glad he got off social media and. 
I'm glad Donnie Granado's our coach and not Ralph Kruger because if Ralph Kruger was our coach, still Rasmus Dahlin would be a story like what like you talk about in ten years. Like remember that kid who was supposed to be great and he just was nothing and like couldn't do anything. He's gonna be a superstar this year. Yeah, and I so is Owen Power. Recently, Owen, his, we have his... Owen Power and Rasmus Dahlin. Like people yeah. are gonna forget that Owen Power is the best skater I've ever seen. And he's huge. His frame, yeah. And he's huge. But I was just saying how I just stumbled across Darlene's SHL highlights the other day. Holy shit! Yeah, dude. <laughs> I completely forgot like that he did ninety percent of the things that he did. They were just absurd. Like his World, World Junior, Junior highlights. Yeah. Oh my god! And it really just makes you think like he's not even in his prime yet. He hasn't. And uh, he really just got over think. that little downhill track he's going upward i i really think he's gonna shock the league and i think that speaks to our front office more than anything speaking of our front office kevin adams is back did we not talk about it no we didn't did we i don't think we did kevin adams is back (laughs) and i think it's the first time we were talking about this before we went on when is the last general manager you remember getting signed or extended because I can't remember one. I'd imagine Darcy Regeer. See, I don't know. I Exactly. I, I was so little. I don't know. But I, there's no way in hell Tim Murray did. There's no way in hell Jason Botterill did. I got it. Was, I was there anyone else? There was no um, coaches who did. Ron Rolston, obviously Yeah, we have, not. we've had a coaching carousel for years, and now we have a GM who gets extended and a, gar- and a coach who gets signed after his interim season. It's looking up, and uh, Kevin Adams had this to say about uh, getting re-signed, and it's, it's a bit of a mouthful, but bear with me. I'm really thankful and appreciative for the opportunity. I have every, I have every day. I've said this probably a million times, but I feel like it's such an honor to have this job. It's such a responsibility to our players, our coaching staff, our whole organization, and Sabres fans to get this right. So for me, it's exciting, but it's focused on how do we get better. And that's just dialogue we haven't had from a guy in charge and ever. So uh, kudos yeah, people, to him getting re-signed, and he's doing a bang-up job. People criticizing, I don't know if there's many, but I've heard, I've seen a little bit, criticizing Adams getting re-signed. Aren't paying Do you, attention. Does, does nobody remember Jerry Fortin crying at the draft? Like, no, talking because... about Kevin Adams? Like, that alone should... yeah. You should give Kevin Adams the max. I don't even know the details of Kevin's contract. I don't even know for. Oh, I haven't seen anything, but I know People we got multi-year for the Sabers are reading the standings because it's a 82 game season. They read the standings, they see we lose, they say we suck. They have no, they don't see like everyone cares about the Bills and they should because the Bills are fun to watch and I love watching the Bills, but I also love the Sabers and. Kevin Adams deserves every penny he gets from that extension, and I double. Hope he's got. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's got many more years to come working for us. And same goes to Don Granado. I I think he's the guy. I really do. He got all these young guys to play for him. They love playing for Don Granado. I'm definitely excited how Kevin Adams handles the this part of his tenure. Like obviously, his entire career as GM so far has been. Get out of the mud. All right, we're out of the mud. We're honestly a year ahead of this rebuild. Like, 
we're if we're, we're calling about Jason Robertson now when our big move was supposed to be next year, which I still think that's when it will be. Don't know who it will be. Hopefully not Patrick Kane. Cabrera, but, Cabrera the throw. Maybe, but um, no, doubt it. Like he's done a hell of a job. It's more than like just the trades and the signings, which by the way, have not, I wanted to do a quick evaluation. We'll maybe get to it if we got time, but like he hasn't at, done uh, any, I can't four minutes now. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm good. I got, I got more to talk about. We could, we could do a longer one today. We we've been gone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I can't remember Kevin doing anything that I was not a fan of or like, at least couldn't see an upside for it. I don't know. Uh, and then, yeah. and then... The Eichel year, I think, was his year of him coming out as a GM. Like, we talk about players finding their groove. I think he really found his groove as, like, being a GM because we forget he has a job to do, too, and he can't just Is he around. the one who signed Taylor Hall? I'm not blaming that on him. Yeah, it, he and... was. <laughs> well, think about it. It's like it's your last chance to save – yeah, yeah, I think uh, we'll just ask for a trade. Terry Pagula is probably in your ear saying, "Please make it happen." This it was kid a one-year so deal. Good, Kevin. You gotta, you gotta do what you you can to get him on this team. Him and Jack <laughs> would be special, man. <laughs> oh, they'd be so special, Kev. And Kevin and Kevin gets it done, and that was the worst season of hockey ever played in the NHL by a team. That's so, not true, but it definitely felt like it. We were one of yeah. We, we no no. It's true. We were one of them. I don't need that year. That whole longest year, losing streak, seventeen game losing streak. Um, that whole was, season, I don't remember anything. I don't COVID. think I. I don't think I watched because Eichel got hurt mm-hmm. and then never came back. Taylor Hall stunk <laughs> like hot ass. <laughs> Fell down multiple so, breaks. I started watching again when they traded Hall for Bjork, and everyone was mm-hmm. like. And Bjork we, sick. Speaking Kruger of Bjork, gets canned. They bring in Granado. Last few games of the season, we score some goals, and you're like, oh, we're fun. Kinda. Yeah, Casey Middlestat was coming out of shell. Darlene was looking crazy. Dude, last year, Casey Middlestat missed, obviously, like almost a whole year. He was like the best player in training camp. He was like he- – he, like that was his year last year, and he got he's got something to prove this year. I think this is his last chance. Like he's in every trade rumor that could happen with the Sabers because he's like the odd man out, and he knows it. And I know he does. I I have this very strong feeling that he doesn't want to leave Buffalo, which is crazy to hear or say. <laughs> some guy who was not from Syracuse and knew about the 0506 Sabers wants to stay here is just wild to me. It's the brotherhood they're building in the locker room, man. It really yeah. is the what they're doing, and um, it's just so special. And I'm and that so, goes on to Kevin and Donnie. Yeah, I think we're very privileged to be doing this show the way we're doing it and the time we're mm-hmm. doing it right now. It's it's such uh, a breath of fresh air to see like a team that likes to play with each other. Yeah, we couldn't have started at a better time. <laughs> like guys who want to be around it's... each other. It's just it's so new and it's. It's so fun. I think this year is going to be a really fun season. I don't think we make the playoffs, but I think we're above 500. And I think the city gets super buzzed about the Sabres for the next coming season. But I am super, super excited for this season because I think a lot of guys are going to have their coming out parties. Cousins, Middlestat, Darlene. I think Power might have a 40-point season. Dude, if these guys produce to what they are potential to do, we're and can't we get Matias Samuelson? 
Like what? Oh, I'm so excited for Samuelson. He's so sick. He's just they, we, stay we were at development camp. There were two guys who looked like NHL players. Tia Samuelson and JJ Paterka. They were big, they were strong, and they just looked head and shoulders of like they looked like a different kind of player out there. Paterka is going to be a household name by January. And you can quote me on that and hold me to that, but I, I firmly believe it. Unless we trade him for Jason Robertson. That's fine. Is that pink Whitney in there? No, it's strawberry lemonade from Aldi's. That brings up our sponsor, Fit and Active. Aldi's. <laughs> We're shopping meat savings. Is that there? That's good. Holy fuck, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been going for almost an hour now, but I, I don't mind. This is fine. I'm yeah, having fun. We I'm, haven't done I'm, this in a while. I got a lot on my chest. I gotta. I guess we can. Uh, we can oust our. We can talk about it. We haven't been consistent, but that is over. Wednesday nights we will be recording. Thursdays they will be posted. We've committed yeah, to we that finally... as a team. We've been doing it pretty sloppy, pretty sloppy, Joe. So we're tightening the screws and batting down for the season because the boys in the locker room are putting in work. We we're putting in work now, so. Excited. Yeah, and I feel like we're a lot more comfortable with this than if you've been listening to us. This is now the eighth episode. If I I tried listening back to like the first and second one, and it, it was a little rough. So I we're only going up from that. here. We're only but going like, up from here. Like I hate when uh, relatives talk about it. Like oh, watch dude. it. It's so yeah. awkward because I'm like, oh, thanks, but I know like. I know it's not the best work we're putting out, and I know we have so much more to give. But I, obviously, I appreciate everyone watching and anyone who sticks around to an hour into this. Is... You, Grandma, fuck. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but... Grandma, you're watching. Go to bed. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, we but are yeah, the, we... the third most best hockey podcast in Brazil. Like, still, we've been gone. Yeah. We've been gone. So, we what's going three, on in Brazil? We have three downloads in the country of Brazil, and we are the third best hockey podcast there. So, yeah, we're we're taking over the world, basically. Um, we're starting with Brazil. At a time. Mm-hmm. Brazil will fall to us eventually, and we'll get number one in Brazil. I have pure confidence in that. <laughs> Here's my projection. We're two in Brazil in, in less than a month. Then what? Number one is going to be sweating. We're mm-hmm. coming for number one. It's definitely spin chiclets. It's the, yeah, we're definitely like behind Steve Dangle and spinning spinning chiclets. Or yeah. maybe not. Who knows? We'll but we're coming for Brazil. And that's guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, um, so, yeah, but um, we got a lot of uh new ideas coming up. We're always thinking of stuff to um make us more light watchable and we've been talking about uh, trading cards. I'm. I'm sure Antonio. Did you have a trading card collection growing up? And what did you collect? Yeah, I had quite the hockey card collection, and I just gave them away. Yep. I. I. They're just gone forever. I don't know where they are. Actually, I do know exactly where they are. I'm gonna actually text them after this episode. I gave them to my buddy, and I just want them back if he has them. Who'd you give them to? <laughs> Just someone I know. I'm not gonna say names on here. For just drop for... it. We'll we'll get him. Brazil's C- on his ass. CJ, if you're listening, which I don't think you are, I- I'm I'm getting those cards back. He wants his cards back. I I just remember every birthday and like every holiday, all I would ask for is hockey cards. And yeah. there's no way in hell I didn't pull something crazy and just didn't know. 
Dude, like, um, like I used to be the biggest Pavel Datsuk fan in the world, and Marty St. Louis. Some... I didn't talk about Marty St. Louis yet because it's been so oh, yeah. long. I got it. Okay, quick riff. Quick, quick riff. Marty riff. I'm at the Sabres development game, first one against Montreal. And after the game ends, we win. And I'm walking back to the elevator. I'm trying to get out there early. It's like we're rushing out. And also, I, I just look up. And Marty St. Louis, just, we just make eye contact. And I'm like, yeah, that's 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 him. Like It was just like my heart sank. I was like, okay. So I had to shake his hand. I was like, you were my favorite player growing up. And he's like, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I love you. <laughs> I, I, I dropped an I love you. He just said, thanks. It was a little awkward for a second. I just walked away. Yeah, that was my experience. It haunted me for like a good solid week after that. Just, but whatever. It's tough, but what are you going to do? You meet a childhood hero. You're going to, you're going to fumble. I just, How big I, are his legs though? You see them? He was in dress pants, but he was, he, I had some inches on him. I didn't know he was like. I, I don't know exactly his height, but I was like if you, a couple inches on him. When you bump into him again, because I'm sure you will, I don't. your life's crazy, man. You're wild. So <laughs> when you bump into him again, look at those legs. Look at his thighs, right. dude. They're huge. <laughs> I'll pull his pants down next time. No, you can see it through the dress pants. He's he's like small, but he's huge. You gotta that's be. Saquon Barkley? No, I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, um, we are. We have been such a mess this episode. It's been a lot of fun, but we are all over the place in it. I you know how like uh, you know how like people will like put timestamps in the comments to like track it. Mm-hmm. There's Ours no just gonna be that. like every 15 seconds. They'll be like, all right, they talked about a uh, ranch here, and uh, <laughs> now they're talking about Ken Dorsey. So keep up. We it's, talked about the good. Bills for a while and very early. That was so that was we didn't fun. Lose I, anyone. Think we, I think we Hopefully. should talk about the Bills. Damn, yeah, we should. At least mention them. Like, I keep knocking my camera on. Anyone watching this is seasick, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, so back to Jason Robertson. Definitely, he's a ranch guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we were talking about cards because um, the new Upper Deck 2022-2023 is releasing a box, and it's the first time that there's been two highly toted uh, Sabres prospects in it, which is Jack Quinn and uh, Owen Power. JJ Paterka is not in the box. I don't know why. I feel like that he is should be bullshit. Because that's the card I want. That's the card I want. Um, but yeah, we were th- we were thinking as a team getting maybe a hobby box each, and uh, we're trying to do live shows. Um, eventually, something we can work out. We but, have uh, so much like planned for this. Like this is this is going to be so much more than a podcast one day and and if we got a and if we plan how we run our podcast we're super organized so it's going to get done no but we're thinking about getting a few hobby boxes and opening them live on stream and if that's something you guys want to watch leave a comment i i know the trading card uh empire is very profitable especially football holy like you can buy a painting for less money yeah, I'm not going to disclose the company I work for, but it does involve trading cards. And my knowledge of like that industry, like niche, like collecting and investing in it was not very broad. But now I like look at these things and it's just like, you're telling me this card sold for 87000 or grew $87,000 in value because... He went to a Super Bowl. I'm talking about like Joe Burrow right now. Yeah. Like I was just 
it's just crazy. Like he went, he didn't even win the damn Super Bowl. He went to a Super Bowl, and he was already a first round pick, and his card value just Im- exploded. A it's, good guy to get. We should have got at, after last season's Trevor. Oh, excuse me, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, um, I'm not going to who this person is, but I because I don't want him to have an X over his house. But he pulled a Trevor Lawrence rookie RPA. That's uh, rookie patch autograph, I believe. Yep. Don't quote yep. me on that. But uh, yeah, it's valued at a, a at a good chunk of change, and it's it's nuts how like one card is just like yeah, life changing money. I'm not. I don't want to get into it for money. I think it's a really fun hobby, and I've always collected cards as a kid. And uh, it's less shameful as an adult if you're making some money on the side. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, as, as a person who's definitely in in like very interested. Oh, I'm a fan. Finance. Are you a fan of money? Yeah, I. I, I you enjoy You enjoy a good money sometimes. Yeah, I, as a fan of money, I see this as like a really cool investing opportunity because I don't trust what's going on right now in the world. And I don't think the government can ruin sport cards. So I think, I think, I think that's where my money's going to go one day. Good luck get into my PSA tens, Biden. (laughs) 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 But like, it's crazy how like, an injury can happen or a career can be ruined. And then that's like a, that's what makes stock it so ruining. It's like, it's, it's so interesting. Like the like guy with the Lord's about... was like, do I sit on it or do I sell it? I was like, I will never be able to tell that. Cause you're betting on a human being. And if they're going to play good football, so do you sell it right away to get the immediate cash or do I, I remember you told me a story about someone who got a Joe Burrow RPA and sold it before Herbert. Yeah, Her- he oh, sold it Herbert. for. He sold. I think it was under three grand. He sold it for, and it's. It's, it's more than three grand now. It's yeah. It could, he could buy a very nice car, with what that card's worth. <laughs> or right a down now. payment on a house, which is just wild. Like all you yeah. gotta do is like obviously packs. The price of a pack is disgusting. Like football cards are brutal. It's like fourteen hundred dollars a box. It's. I've seen them range from sixty to like. 250 to just if they're reselling just like a box of packs so like but like yeah what people do is they buy all the boxes then resell them because they have it's like it's like the shoe industry or industry just like same thing with shoes like it's like an investment for a lot of people so a lot of people buy them all with bots and then just take advantage of the entire market and it's we gotta dip our toes in 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 cards and i think if we're doing it we're not just doing hockey you know what i mean like it's Mm -hmm. just such a cool i think the average sports fan just i feel like the every average sports uh, fan collected cards at some point in their life yeah not even sports but pokemon cards are freaking wild dude this guy posted a video on tiktok he's like yeah i just found this binder of pokemon cards i heard this one's pretty good and it's just like a the Charizard, and then there's just next to like all these other gems, and everyone's just commenting, commenting, happy retirement. Like, that's just yeah, yeah, yeah. wild. Like, I sold my Pokemon cards at a garage sale. I told you about this. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's tough. Funny story, I, but yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's like, if you have, if anyone listening, if you just have old sports cards, do research. Give them to us. All of, no, no, no. Yeah, give them to us. Yeah, just give them to us. Yeah, we'll donate them. We'll put an address in the description to send them to us, and uh, we'll tell you what you got. It's probably all garbage. Yeah. Oh, oh I found a. 
I found my old cards. I found a I got a Jersey Lundquist and a triple jersey Miller Hashik Tom Barrasso. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I found it in my uh in one of the I had a LeBron shoebox full of hockey cards. Yeah, I had a th- three inch binder that would bend outwards because there were more sleeves in it than it could handle like it was just like an open book all the time because i had so many damn hockey cards i was yeah, you probably had some gems in there oh absolutely and i'm just so sad about it <laughs> like but like it, imagine being a basketball card collector in the 90s yeah michael the, jordan there's this guy because i work with like the media side of things and like marketing and I was editing some videos and this guy was like, yeah, I've almost, I've almost sold this card multiple times and he finally got it graded, which you should do if your cards are valuable. But, and it's like came back a really high grade and it was a Jordan rookie Fleer card, which is like the most sought after Jordan card. Yep. And like, he's like, I got this for $9 when I was like 13 and he's like, oh I've been holding it. God. And he's like, I've been holding it and holding it. There's been so many times I almost sold it. And he's like, and he's just you, now. How do you can, sell that? He can oh. now just run off into the sunset if he decided to sell it. I would have sold it after the last dance dropped. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. Imagine just having that sit in your house and knowing. Mm-hmm. Like having just a closet full of bars of gold. Like that's the equivalent. Yep, so looking at Cap Friendly, I'm um, looking at the Sabres' past trades, back to Kevin's first trade. I'm only going to go over the notable ones, but um, traded a our second. We moved up in the second round in 2020. We got J.J. Paterka. We moved up four spots. Big move. Uh, San Jose. Big. San Jose actually got Bordalo and Carter Savoy. I don't know if there's relation with Matthew Savoy there. Right, maybe. Savoy. And then Thomas Bordalo is a very good player. Um. But yeah, moving along, moving along. Traded Eric Stahl for a third and a fifth. Forgot about that. But with that third round pick, we got Josh Bloom. So I, I really like Josh Bloom. Uh, moving on, the Taylor Hall him. trade. We got a second, and Bo- York for, and we traded Curtis Lazar. And I really liked Curtis Lazar, so that kind of yeah, sucked. that was a um, sad uh, addition to that trade. It was such a sad trade, but uh, Kistikov, we picked with that second rounder, so. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention earlier, a lot of kudos goes to Sam Ventura, the analytics, analytics department. Yeah. They're they're killing it with these picks. We just signed Tyson Kozak, seventh rounder for 21. It's just crazy. But now we get into like the interesting things. Ristolainen for Robert Hag, a first and a 23 second. That first turned into Rosen. Rosean. So we'll just have to wait for that one, but literally we could have gave a first round pick with Ristolainen and then won that trade. So it's fine. <clears throat> and then a pick that I wasn't the biggest fan of at first, but it's actually turned out amazing. The Sam Reinhardt trade. We got a 2022 first rounder, which turned out to be Yuri Kulich, who has been Good. very impressive so far could probably play NHL games this season. He'll probably be playing in Rochester. I think he is playing in Rochester. And we got Devin Levi, who right now he's basically slated and being hoped to be the franchise goalie. 
the next Looks couple like years. He, the kids is putting up Hobie Maker numbers, so yeah. Kobe connection. Um, oh, and now we get into the juicy one. Jack Eichel, the Vegas, and a third-round pick. I'll never understand why we had to give up that third-round pick. It'll always bother me, but eh, we whatever. Have, we have enough third-round picks. Might as well. Whatever, yeah. Um, That's more talk- insulting to Eichel than anything. Like, we had to throw <laughs> in to get rid of you. No, nah, there was a lot more circumstances with that. But um, Tuck Krebs, obviously, that first was turned into Oseland. And we got a second rounder this coming season. Hopefully Vegas is terrible, except Phil Kessel. I hope he has an amazing year. Um, Malcolm Subban for future considerations. We got a national anthem singer for nothing, which is awesome. Um, too. Solid, and other than that, it's just boys. the Ben Bishop trade, obviously. John, Johnny Boychuk was a saber. So yeah, Are you trying to make me wet the bed right now, dude. We're going over the Johnny Boy Chuck trade. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Um, well, wants yeah, me that's... to wet my britches right now. So I just basically just wanted to go over that and just point out: has Kevin Adams hasn't done anything wrong? Like, wrong. Like everything's looked high upside. He's made some blockbuster trades, and they're all turning out well. It's not like the O'Reilly trade again, even though that's starting to look better nowadays, but we'll never be okay. But yeah. And then as far as free agency hasn't gone, hasn't made a huge splash yet. So we'll just have to wait and see, but happy he got his contract extension. Okay. Um, uh, so what's your grade for, uh, what's your grade? Adams? Give him a PSA nine as well. I think that's what you gave him. I gave him, yeah, I gave him a nine. Like, um, yeah, yeah, that's all I can say. I gotta go to the bathroom really bad. This has been the Go Heads podcast, <laughs> episode eight. Yeah, for anyone who's Wednesday. still listening, you're mentally insane, but thank you for going through for this anyone who's still wild episode. We got a word from our sponsors, better help. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, follow us on social Twitter. That's all we really use at Go Heads Pod. Subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, all that. Download the episodes. I'd, we'd really appreciate it. And we'll Don't see you on the money next for one. my broken leg, please. Please. <laughs> see ya. I'll put my.